Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic podcast episode of The Daily Mind. I'm your host on this happy Friday evening. How's everyone doing? We finally made it. We made it to the weekend. I'm happy. You don't understand. The older you get, the more you appreciate weekends and your time off. Believe me, I felt like throughout my schooling, I've taken that very much for granted. But boy, it's a whole, it hits different. Weekends hit different, especially after a long, crazy week, right? So hopefully, uh, Everybody who does have the weekend off or at least one day actually kind of take a break and rewind, you know, refresh. Okay, so <clears throat> yesterday I did an episode on pet peeves, right? I was reading off a list of 70 pet peeves from, um, I think it was a womensday.com, I believe. I'm going to take a break from that because Friday, you know what today is for those uh, regular listeners. It is, um, is there such thing as a stupid question? Um, basically... I'm going to say it again uh, for those who are new. There's a website called Quora, which is literally a question and answer website. You can ask and answer anything. And I mean anything. Damn near anything's off limits. Um, like there's nothing off limits. I mean, <laughs> you can ask whatever you want to ask. And then, of course, um, if you're looking for specific topics to ask or answer about, they do have sections in there that has to do with like culture. It could be whatever, right? I mean, you can literally it's 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 all there um what i've been doing is like a little sub series within this podcast every friday i will do an episode where i just look up some of the most random ass questions and answers and maybe even have an answer for it myself right because i'm gonna tell you right now you may have heard the phrase is there such things as a stupid question and you will be surprised that it is actually a such thing as a stupid question so without further ado <clears throat> excuse me I'm going to get right into the episode right now. Um, oh, God, I already just opened this up, and I already saw the first stupid-ass question of the day. Why do cars... Okay, let's... God. Uh, why do cars in Europe drive sideways? I have been in Europe for three years. I have never in my goddamn life since, while out there seen a car drive sideways. I think context clues would dictate that maybe this person is asking why do they drive on the other side of the road i would only hope that's what this person is asking but kind of just went about it wrong because there are no cars that drive sideways i mean there are technologies being developed where cars can do sorts a thing called a crab walk but that's for the purpose of parking but i've never seen a car drive sideways and if you ever see a car drive sideways then you probably have taken too many of the red pills from the matrix I've never seen anything like that. That literally opened this up, and that's already the, the first dumbass question I've seen. Again, disclaimer, not all the questions I'm going to read are dumb. There are some pretty interesting questions, some serious questions, right? You know, And you, may, you never know. These might be questions that even you may be afraid to ask that maybe somebody asked for you and even got answered. So, you know, I, I, I definitely would take a gander at that. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> let's see what else we got here. Uh, hmm, an interesting one. How can one distinguish between healthy and unhealthy forms of jealousy in a romantic relationship? Jealousy in any form is not healthy. There is no such thing as healthy and unhealthy forms of jealousy. Jealousy is a very ugly trait, right? However, though, I get the context of this. There are different levels to this shit where it gets potentially dangerous, that's, I think, would have been a better question or, or something better of context because there is no healthy jealousy. You understand what I'm saying? There, there absolutely is no such thing. Um, here's another one. Should people eat butter? Um, yeah. 
I mean, butter goes with a lot of things. Baking products, um, maybe butter on toast, which is one of my little breakfast delicacies, I guess you can say. Butter or toast, right? Um, let's see here. Somebody asked, yeah, should people eat butter? And then this is, somebody wrote this, but I'm only going to just rerun paragraph because it's literally a whole essay. Um, butter, should we eat it? If you're like if you're like me, you probably grew up thinking butter is bad because butter is a fat and butter causes weight gain and can lead to heart disease. But that's simply not the full story. Butters have bad reputation actually started in a famous study in the 1950s, which found that eating too much butter can cause people to form heart disease. Fast forward 15 years and heart disease was the most common cause of death in America. But what happened? So um, it says here in truth or the truth is that butter can actually turn you into a fat-burning furnace. I don't know. I guess butter is fat-burning? But you know how these studies go. One day coffee is bad. The other, the next day coffee is good. You just never know, right? But best word of advice is everything in moderation, right? I mean, you hopefully hope to God you guys don't be dipping Oreos in tubs of butter and vegetable spread. Then I'm pretty sure you're you're gonna end up with some sort of heart disease or the heart in the shape of a uh, in the size of a baked potato. It, it can happen, especially doing dumb shit like that. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Here's a good question. Why do people allow social media to affect them? Simple, because they're on it too much. They're on it too much to where, like regular people around them, real people don't matter. It's, they, they're on it so much and they interact with, with people on the screen that they become more important than anything and then they have to feel like they have to challenge or, or become upset of what they say. I mean, I, I catch no feelings. Believe me, I've been cursed out in the whole nine yards. Believe me, I don't catch no feelings for that shit. But some people are just so enveloped in the social media. Yeah, they 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 take it a step further. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, here's a little tricky one. Another question, by the way. Uh, why do the police pull people over for not wearing a seatbelt? I mean, seatbelts do, in most cases, save lives. But, of course, other people will say, well, you know, they're just trying to make a quota, right? I mean, let's be real. You know, can you imagine if police never pull you over and give you tickets? I mean, how else are they going to make their money? But, of course, you know, laws are put out there for a reason. And one of the reasons that seatbelt saves lives. It saves lives and saves a lot of fucking paperwork. Just, you know, if you're just dead wrapped up around a tree or something like that you know um like this person wrote in regards to that he wrote his answer by the name of edward he said in states that deem failure to wear a seatbelt is a primary violation failure to wear one is a traffic offense and legally enforceable they do it because it's part of the job i mean yeah it is part of the job what else would they be doing <laughs> um and then there's one more answer i'll read and i'll move on um, this guy named David, he says, because they rather not have to visit your parents' house to tell them you've been killed in a car accident after being thrown through the windshield because you weren't wearing your seatbelt. Telling someone their child, parent, or partner is dead is not an easy thing to do, even if you've been trained to do it. Absolutely. Listen, i rather go home at night as a police officer, being able to sleep, knowing I didn't see some body wrapped up in the tree or covered in a sheet, or having to bear the news to these people's families, like, hey, you know, your, your, your fucking son or daughter is a tree ornament now. now. Of course, yeah, man. It's better to save all that, and and you should, like, buckle up anyway. Like, I tell you what, back in the days, 
riding around with my family stuff, no seatbelts whatsoever. I feel weird just like, you know, how you take off in your car, you just somehow for the first few seconds forgot to put your seatbelt on, your car is like, boo, 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 boo. Yeah, I, I just put it on right. It just feels so awkward trying to drive without a seatbelt. I don't know. It feels like you just, like when you drive without a seatbelt, it just feels like you don't give a shit about shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> put Buckle up. It, it will save your life. I, I known somebody just recently who got into an accident, and if it wasn't for that seatbelt giving him that nasty rash burn on his shoulder because it yanked him so fucking hard, but it saved his life. It did it, it, it save his life. Um, okay. Hmm. Here's one. What does being dumb mean to you? I mean, what we call a lot of people and a lot of things dumb on a day-to-day basis, but what really is dumb to you? Like, uh, let's see, for example, um, people who um, drive in a slow lane, um, who drive in a fast lane, I'm sorry, very slow, or somebody who just does the most awkward thing that could be just dumb to you because it's kind of like below your level of intelligence. Let me read a couple of answers to that question. Let's see what some of these people are. Uh, actually wrote in regards to that um again the question is what does being dumb mean to you and somebody smart enough was like duh i don't know lol oh you think it's so funny but you're not all right it says here the next person says by the name of kc um he goes by former political incorrect Hmm, interesting he said it means everything i'm so dumb if it wasn't for my friend eric i wouldn't be able to answer a question or ask one Everybody that is dumb need a friend like Eric. So if you want to be dumb the rest of your life, get a friend like Eric. I don't know who you are, Eric, but you sound like a true friend. But that also sounds like a very sarcastic answer from that person. But I think this one might be a slightly more intelligent answer to the question. Um, It says, great question. I actually thought about this. I actually thought about different scenarios, and I did not Google. Dumb to me as in someone is dumb equals me saying that the person lacks perspective. Parentheses, cannot comprehend, cannot solve. Dumb can go many ways, <laughs> many, many ways. So, yeah, what's dumb to you may be smart to someone else. I don't know. All right, so moving on to the next question. I'm getting uh, lately. I've been getting like I'm getting these questions row after line after line after line. I love it. Um, I love it. Hmm. Okay, here's one. Do people who stay single forever? always like being alone yeah like they don't want to be fucking bothered they want to not be alone and be with somebody right <laughs> what the fuck all right she says here lisa ann is lisa ann the woman by lisa ann wrote this she said i'm about to turn 55 i've never been married recently i text a man i know who is almost the same age also never married and stated the following do you ever go to bed wishing you were married and wake up incredibly thankful that you aren't His answer, yep, all the time. Look, being single and alone can be lonely, and so you go to sleep or you go out, call a friend, write a book, whatever. The advantage is that you have choices. The problem is most people are too controlled by society that they aren't comfortable just going to things or doing things without companion. I love being alone a lot of the time. I'm good with my own thoughts. I like my own cooking. I enjoy going for long walks without listening to someone else's babbling about their psychodrama. Plain and simple, right? I mean, uh, hello. That person obviously like being fucking alone. And this person, I'm going to read one of the answers. He's This guy by the name of John goes, it's better to be lonely on your own and understand that loneliness rather be, understand the lon- loneliness 
rather than be lonely in a marriage. That is the cruelest of ironies. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, listen. There's a reason why they want to stay single. Doesn't mean they don't have friends. Doesn't mean that they don't interact with anyone. They just don't want to be interacting with someone they have to sleep with or wake up next to every day. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I mentioned something like that before. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, hmm. Oh, wow. Here's, here's one. Now, this, this one might be a little touchy. It says, why don't people with depression help themselves with it? Hmm. You know, uh, that's a slippery slope with that one because some people with depression do turn for help. And some, yes, may be a little bit more reluctant, but that doesn't mean that they're not seeking. Right. So, I mean, it, it's a very bad stigma to think that people are, are depressed because they just depress. They are really hurting on the inside. They need help. But again, some people are a little bit more easy into reaching for that help. I'm going to read some answers from this because I'm actually pretty interested to see what the world has to say in regards to this question. Um, but let's see. Somebody by the name of Richard says, quote, I said, I couldn't imagine a life that I wanted to live. That's it. That's the essence of depression in a single sentence. Great answer. Thank you. I'm glad you found a way out. This one uh, by the name of Jenny, she said, it truly angers me how stupid people are with their suggestions. You kind of expect these suggestions from non-educated people, but coming from educated ones is unacceptable. And then um, it says somebody else by the name of Lynette says, I'm sorry, but I have doubts of very severe depression and those Stupid suggestions are what actually helped me. After five years of being on antidepressants, the, that only made me more miserable. Eating a healthy diet, drinking more water, taking walks, doing things you used to enjoy, meditating, doing yoga. Guess what? All those activities increase serotonin in your brain. But see, again, yes, it's easy for some to do all these things, but for some people, it's hard. Like, there are levels to depression. There's levels to where it is not seen as much, and it is to a severe point where you can actually see just by visiting somebody's house and things out of order and just them living in filth and squalor or they just like completely isolated, let themselves go, it could get pretty severe. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a slippery one right there. Now, you, when, if you know somebody depressed, right, you can't make assumptions. You can't you can only just try to help. Right. But that doesn't mean they're not trying to help themselves. Right. And then somebody asked this next question. Who wants to look young? I think anybody wants to look young. Look. Nobody wants to get old, but think about this, right? I'm one of the, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be 38 on Tuesday, right? And a lot of people that I work with are way younger than me, and they always make fun of my age, but I don't think much of it. But you know what I tell them? I give them a little piece of uh, wisdom. I say, you know what? I know a lot of people who never even made it this far, so I'm grateful. There's a reason why I am about to be 38. That, there's a reason why I'm here, and some people I know aren't. You, at some point, one day, is going to get old as well. And they're like, oh, I ain't going to get old. I'm like, watch. It's going to happen. Or would you rather die young? You know? No, I'd rather age gracefully for as long as I possibly can. Right? Just a little wisdom. Okay, so how much time I got? I got 15 minutes. Uh, Let's see. What? Give me another interesting. Uh, Let's see what we got here. Oh, God. More stupid bimbo selfies. Yeah, I don't want to see this shit. Uh, Let's see. Hmm. Oh, God. You know, I'm so tired of the word woke. I'm really tired. <laughs> that word is so overused. But here's a question in regards to that word. Why is being woke so awful? 
The definition of woke is, quote, alert to injustice and discrimination in society, especially racism. I am woke and proud of it. Wish more people were. There's no answer to this question, but I'm going to chime in. The problem is, is that there's nothing wrong with being aware of what's around you, what's going on. The problem is, is that people that the term woke fucks up their status quo, right? Take it, for example, like someone who has uh, lived in the South or somewhere or somewhere where there's not a lot of color, right? Something that they're not used to and ideologies that may be implanted into their heads. Now, they live in a status quo where it's just all white. Right. So now when they see things starting to change, starting to see more color on TV, more mixed couples, more this and that, it's like, oh, it's, 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 you know, those people are just so woke, you know, but, you know, it's only supposed to be white and white, not black and white. Right. It disturbs the status quo for some. That's why the whole being woke thing, you know, or the whole go broke, um, go woke, go broke shit. Yeah. That's because it disturbs their status quo. And those people are just kind of low key racist anyway. I'm not, I'm just going to call it. Anybody that uses the word woke to like be like, oh man, you're woke. No, man, you probably just racist. <laughs> hmm. I tell you. Um, and then here's another one in regards to somewhat race. Why is it okay to be proud to be black, but not okay to be proud to be white? That is really good question. In fact, that question got 42 fucking answers to it. I'm gonna read maybe a couple of them. Hmm. Now this. I'm going to read the first par- first couple of paragraphs of this one because I think this is a um, – I got two good answers. These are very intelligent answers to this too. Um, by the name – somebody named of Christ Sar, right? Very interesting name. This person says, it depends on how you display your pride. Traditionally, white pride has been celebrated with violence against non-white persons, particularly in the Dixie South. But these days, quote, white pride seemed to be heavy on the white but lacks pride completely. These questions were asked at the space, it's okay to be white. That's a very good one. Um, Because, yes, you know, you hear the whole white power, white pride, white power. And it's right. It's usually those those are, you know, even today, even if you're not even a racist or anything, you should be proud just who you are. Right? As far as being proud to be black is because it go, you know, black people have went up against so many um, adversities and a lot of issues and racism and all this for decades, if not centuries. Yeah, it's a it's a come up, right? You know, it's solidarity, you know, black power, black pride, you know, that thing, right? In fact, the next person that answered this question by the name of Adam G, he said, the point of promoting black pride is that black people are swimming against a tide of racism that tells them that they are inferior. The point of consciously feeling pride is to counteract that negative pressure. It's okay to be proud of being white, I guess, as long as you don't go around telling everyone you're better than them. That there just isn't much point to it. Because when you think white, a lot of people think supremacy, you know, a people being a more supreme being than anyone else in this world. So going out there yelling, yo, it's, I'm proud to be white would automatically label you looking racist as shit. But if you're proud to be black, that doesn't, it doesn't negate the same way. You understand what I'm saying? Because they are two different power struggles. In some cases, but nonetheless, you should be proud of who you are regardless. Just don't go around saying you're proud to be white out of ignorance. Be, you know, just be proud to be white just because you're just white. I'll be like, oh, I'm proud to be white because I get privileged. Yeah, you probably get jumped or or kicked in the face or something. I don't know. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, let's see. I got about, mm, uh, ooh, I got about 10 minutes. I got 
like a lot of questions today, man. I, I swear a lot, a lot. Let me see some. Uh, give me a second. All right, I'm still looking here. Just uh, ooh. Okay, okay. Remember when I said there's no such thing as stupid question? Chime in. Are white racists towards horses of color as well as people of color? <sighs> you know what? I, I should just like move on. I, I, I really should just move on. I, 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 that's definitely the dumbest question of the day. Are whites racist towards horses of color as well as people of color? And nobody has answered that question yet. For multitude of fucking reasons, I'm pretty sure why they didn't answer that question. That is the dumbest thing I've ever read so far today. Period. <laughs> oh my god! I tell you, when there's no such thing as a stupid question, there's your example of one right there, right there. I'm telling you, you need to go on this website, Quora, Q U R R A. I promise you, you'll get a chuckle or two out of it. You, you really will. All right, so got some time. Let me see what we got here. See what I got here. Oh, this is a good question. For you auto heads out there like myself, why has Nissan become the Chrysler of Japanese cars? Why have modern Nissans, uh, Nissan cars become so unreliable compared to the past? It's fucking simple because they ran pretty much by the French. Ever since Nissan and Renault of France got together, the quality of Nissans have went to shit. Period. I think any Nissan at before... I would say before the mid 2000s or the 210 2010s were great. 1980s, 1990s Nissans, fantastic. Nissans are shit. I will never buy a Nissan. I love Japanese cars, but no Nissan out there appeals to me in any way, shape, or form. And like I said, since they got in bed with the French, I don't know if they're sharing technologies or sharing platforms, which I'm pretty sure they are, but it just, they just don't mesh together. They really, really don't. Um, and no, this person agrees. I agree with this person by the name of Norman J. He said, I think it's Raynaud's fault. No, it is definitely Raynaud's fault. He said, the biggest selling models are the diesels, and they are all Raynaud's. My dad has had Nissan cars on his disabled package for years, and the quality has definitely gone down since Raynaud got involved. Thank you. Nissan, I'm going to tell you right now, and wherever you are in one of those corporate offices in Japan, you probably need to divorce Renault and become an organic Japanese auto manufacturer again. But the truth is a lot of auto manufacturers rely on alliances. A lot of companies can't really stand on their own with a lot of things. It's much cheaper to share technologies with other car companies than to develop new technologies. And that's the case with Nissan and Renault. All right, so now you know. All right, next question. Uh, let's see. What the hell? What makes you always want to be alone? I'm not going to read that. Uh, let's see. Give me a nice, good question here. Hmm. For you gunheads out there, and you can chime in through my email or Spotify listeners, whatever, right? You can also email me as well. Are American-made guns as poor quality as American cars? No. American guns are actually better quality than American cars. When was the last time you heard of a, a, a recall on American guns? But you always hear a recall on American cars, right? So, yeah, they just don't even mesh together. I haven't heard a recall on a gun, I don't think, ever, 
Right? At least I don't, I've never heard of one. I'm pretty sure it exists, but not on the scale of American cars, which American cars are pretty much shitty. I'm going to just say it. They are. They have gotten better, though, a lot better since the 80s and 90s, but they are still far behind. Hell, even the Koreans are beating them. The Koreans. So, like, the Hyundai and Kia and, and Genesis. Yeah. Way better looking cars, too, by the way. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> hmm. Here's another car question. What are the top luxury car brands and what makes them stand out? There's four answers to this question, by the way. Um, of course, people, this one person said, in his opinion, Mercedes-Benz, number one, number two, BMW, number three, Audi, and number four, Porsche, number five, Lexus, number six, Jaguar, number seven, Land Rover, and eight, Rolls-Royce. Okay, yeah, everybody's going to go with Mercedes-Benz, man. Like, it's always the case. Like, oh, man, Mercedes-Benz is the best because they're German. It's because you're a badge whore and you just think Mercedes is the best luxury car around. But people would shit on a Genesis and simply say, well, it's just a Hyundai. It's an overpriced Hyundai. Yes, this is there's truth to that. However, though, if you've seen these cars from Hyundai, the Genesis, they look really good. And I'm pretty sure they can compete with Mercedes-Benz. It's because it has Hyundai technology. That's the problem. And it will always be seen that way. And it sucks because you have what I like to call badge whores who swears that a BMW or a Mercedes-Benz is the best thing on the road. And they'll cut you off and speed and pass you to prove a point. And if you're one of those people, just don't. Stop being a douche. For real. Just stop. All right. So I got about five more minutes. I'll probably get maybe three more questions in. Um, let me see. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to figure this out. What's the next one? Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Woo! This one's gonna. This one's a little controversial. I'm gonna read it. This woman, Elizabeth, says or asked the question: Why do people let themselves get all fat and gross as they get older? Now, <clears throat> you've seen celebrities over time, right? You you know you ever see those before and after photos, right? And you're like, man, they look good, but now they look all fat and wrinkly or just out of shape. What happened? I mean, it could be a multitude, a lot of things that happen. It could be depression, um, depressed eating. It could be an injury of sort that just led them to be less physical, right? And more out of shape, right? But there are answers to this question, and I'm going to read a couple of them. There's over a thousand answers. Woo! Oh, boy. Now here's here's one um, answer. I'm gonna read a little bit of it. Um, ooh, wow, this is actually an old thread. It's from three years ago. But anyway, um, this person by the name of Anuraha says most people don't understand debt one has to pay for being attractive slash pretty, etc. Not only with you be stared at like an object, you will be harassed, objectified, worried about about worried about your safety a lot, deal with jealous women, insecure men, be considered stupid, shallow, etc. The so-called perks are only handy in industries that are appearance-based, such as movies and television and whatnot, which is interesting, yeah. And then I'm going to read another answer to that. Oh, no, the thread's gone. But you get the idea. I mean, why do people get the way they do? I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons, right? Some people just give up or they're comfortable or feel like they don't have to prove or get any validation from anyone. They're like, yo, I'm me. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm good. Who am I trying to look good for? Exactly, right? So, hey, that that's just it in short. Like, you know, some people just like, I don't need to be this fit. I feel great. 
and and then more power to you. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm gonna probably get wait maybe, maybe one more question. In. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Here's one. How do I help my morbidly obese twelve year old daughter? Uh, somebody said, you don't say anything to her. You fill your fridge with whole foods. You read labels and limit her salt, sugar, garbage intake. You encourage her to help you prepare delicious, healthy meals. When you go places, park far away and take the extra time walking to tell her how wonderful she is. Go on walks in beautiful places. As her weight comes off, she'll be able to do more and more physical activities and her, encourage her to get involved. Do not praise her for her weight loss. Praise her for being tough, strong, and helping you exercise very cool answer because body image for a a, a girl that young can be damaging quite a bit they're already dealing with probably a lot of pressures in school people making fun pointing and laughing and stuff like that you as a parent if you are in that situation you're supposed to do the best you can but without being shallow and without being obvious you've sneak in little things to help make things better while without making her or even him feel aware of what you're trying to do right and 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 i would applaud that person for that as well because it takes a lot you know there's a lot of pressures with kids especially with social media and whatnot you know a lot of image issues they you know they and they'll do whatever it takes to look like the next person because they think the next person looks better than them it's scary stuff all right so hey i'm gonna wrap this episode up I do appreciate the time you guys taking to listen to this particular episode podcast. Tomorrow, I'm going to continue with those uh, pet peeves part two. I'm going to try to finish off the list. I don't know exactly how many I've read and left off at, but tomorrow I'm going to read the rest. So stay tuned for tomorrow's podcast episode of Pet Peeves part two. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your Friday evening like I'm about to do mine. And I will do this again tomorrow early in the morning. Alrighty. Have a great night. Ciao.